Hi, welcome to NDE TV. I'm Peggy Robinson. Today's guest is John Coleman, and he just had his near-death experience last August, and he has not told it publicly before. Hi, John. Hi. Are you ready to do this? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you start wherever you like. Okay, um, in August, I got an infected epiglottis. The, uh, the part of my esophagus swelled up and I couldn't swallow. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I was doing, um, I play acoustic music and I was, I got through a gig four hours singing and everything and playing guitar and I had a sore throat and I went to a uh, patient first to find out I thought it was a severe cold or something and they they told me it wasn't COVID they didn't they they treated me for a cold sent me home with some sore throat medicine that just numbed me and everything and I think it was the next day after I played music for four hours and sang I got through it fine but I had a sore throat towards the end the next day after that I uh, I like the homestyle spaghetti, uh, the homestyle chicken noodle soup. So I had some of that, and I actually choked on the little one-inch spaghetti noodle. Mm. I couldn't I couldn't get it down, and I choked, and that scared the crap out of me. So I told my wife, and uh, she took me to the the emergency room, and that's where it all started. It was that was an interesting ride there. Um, she didn't go in with me because of the COVID situation. So I walked in, I walked myself in. And when I got there, uh, this young doctor told me to get on the, the hospital gurney bed. And I said, no, I'm not going, I don't need to, I can walk. I'll be just fine. And I guess I got into a little bit of an argument. Uh, I'm going to walk. I'm fine. He said, no, kept saying no, get on it. So it didn't happen very long after that. He picked me up and body slammed me down on the gurney bed like a wrestler. And what? that made me angry the whole time that I was in. And then I ended up in ICU, tubulated. Um, I didn't know how serious it was. Um, so I was in there. <clears throat> I was asleep for about 10 days. And they, they, they gave me a a tracheostomy where they put a, a hole in my throat and uh, put that thing in there. And I was asleep for, for 10 days while I was in there. And I think the whole time I was in there, uh, I had a hard time. I was angry. I had a hard time forgiving the doctor who, who uh, slammed me down. And I was, I was pretty mad at everything. So I wasn't treating people very well. Until I had my NDE. <laughs> that kind of changed. And then the changes everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what happened was one night they, I, I, I think it was at the end. That's when I woke up is what I'm thinking. Because I don't remember the exact timeline, but I know I was asleep for 10 days, intubating everything. <clears throat> and, um, and, there was one night I was in a room where they were closely watching all the people there, I guess, severe or whatever, because they were watching them in a room um, like 24 hours. And this was at night. And um, <clears throat> I somehow floated up out of my body. And I, I, I remember flying around. And then I remember flying on the back of like a, I don't know if it was an ambulance or a, a laundry truck or something like that. I thought it might have been an ambulance, but I was riding on the back of it. And then I flew up into the sky and I was flying around up in the sky. Um, and I looked down and I saw the city of Baltimore and Towson where I was. And I saw the lights underneath and I was at total peace. I, I didn't have any fear when this happened. And I was like, I was, it, it was a fun time. And I, I'm like, wow, I don't know what's really going on here. But, you know, this is this is what I'm doing. I didn't think about the fact that I might have died or whatever. Um, but it was it was actually just like the scene on the Big Lebowski where the dude falls asleep on the floor 
listening to his Walkman, and he flies up, and he's riding his magic carpet, and he sees all the lights down below. It was exactly the same as that, as that but there was no carpet. I was just flying. Uh-huh. Okay, so then after that, I flew, somehow flew back into the hospital, and I flew into the into the um, the room where I was, and I looked through the glass, and I saw my gurney bed there, and I don't remember if I saw me laying there or I didn't see it, but either way, when I was looking through the, the glass at all the beds in there, I um, I looked up and I saw on the TV screen, there was like a waterfall show, like a waterfall program, I guess, for peace. And it had like peaceful music going on. And um, like I was checking that out. And now I was looking in, something said to me, <laughs> do you want to go now or do you want to go back? And I'm like, whoa. Then it hit me how serious it was. And I was like, and I actually pondered for a minute because the way I was being treated in there and the way things were going, I wasn't treating them well and it, it wasn't going well back and forth. Um, so I pondered for a minute and I actually thought about leaving, but, and then I thought about, wait a minute, I have my children here my wife. And the main thing that came over me is if I go now, number one, it's darkness around me. I don't know. And I haven't been living right. I don't know where I'm going exactly. So uh, I didn't feel like I felt peace and I didn't have any fear, but I didn't feel that love that a lot of other people that have NDEs feel. I didn't have that. Um, so, and I didn't go any further than flying around and come back. And like I say, I was asked, did I want to, did I want to go now or go back? So, you know, I was thinking if I go now, the, the main thing that besides my family, uh, if I go now, I don't have anything to bring because I wasn't living right. <laughs> I feel like my live, my life might've been worthless up until now because I wasn't living very good. You know, I was, I was partying a lot. I had a lot of anger issues. I've having temper tantrums with a lot of things that I've held on to for so long, but yeah, the NDE healed a lot of that. Uh, when so actually let me back up a minute um i did i said i'm going to go back i'm going to do the best i can let those doctors and nurses do whatever they got to do to get me out of here because i want to get out of here and i want to go home i want to go back to my family i want to go back to work because <laughs> <laughs> i like to work my work is hard i work hard but i like my work um i'm kind of getting tired of it and i want to eventually just play music and work not as hard, but uh, I'm only 57. I think I might have a ways to go. I think also being in ICU, it took a while, still taking a while to get my full strength back. Plus I did have COVID, so that kind of knocked me out a bit with my energy and I get fatigue and all that stuff, but it's getting better every day actually. So yeah. Um, so you had COVID and a, and a lung infection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, an infection in the throat where where you mm-hmm. where you swallow. There's a little flap, and that swelled up. And um, you know the the doctor said I should have died. That a lot of people don't make it through that because he said it's common for children to have that, but it's rare in adults. And mine was pretty severe. But as you know, and a lot of other people who have NDEs get a uh, a pretty substantial healing. So yes. they were surprised after that, how I was getting up and walking around and I was, you know, recovering very fast. So they were telling me, if you can walk around the ward, we'll talk about uh, getting you out of here. And <laughs> it didn't take me, they wanted to keep me longer, but I was determined and, and I did everything right. Um, as far as the swallowing test and, and walking and everything. So um, they got me out. So that worked out and I got home. But it, the recovery after that, you know, to get back to normal, it took a while. But I guess that's normal for people who, you know, are that close to death and die or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Any idea how you got that infection? Yes, I do. <laughs> um they said it was from alcohol withdrawal, but that's not really possible. Um, 
I was drinking a good bit, but I wasn't really drinking that much where the one day that I only drank four beers to my seven to 13 or 14 beers, that wouldn't have made that much a difference. I think it was because I was smoking way too much marijuana through a glass pipe and it was dirty and I never cleaned it out. I think I burnt my throat. I think that's what happened. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I've heard doctors talk about the effect, the epiglottitis and how it happens. I never did any, like, real hard drugs. It was always just weed. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, don't say just weed because people think just weed is just weed. And if you abuse it too much and too often, it's really not just weed. <laughs> it yeah. can do some damage. I did have CHS, mildly case of CHS. A lot of people don't realize CHS can actually kill you. What is <laughs> that? Cannabinoid, can- cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Oh. It's where you smoke too much and it messes up your stomach and you puke in the mornings. And a lot of people have to take hot showers to get back to normal. Mine was mild where sometimes I would get sick in the morning. and um, But I, I learned to control it. But... Uh, Man, here's another thing. Like I say, I, I had a lot of lot of anger issues before that, and the NDE, the the what happened to me really healed a lot of that. When I when I came back, the next day when I oh let me back up. I'm sorry because this is something that's important. When I when I got into when I got back into my gurney bed and, and actually walked through the door, I remember that. And I crawled up into the bed and then I came to and when I did, I looked up on the screen and that waterfall picture was playing and I laid awake and watched it the whole night. So that was confirmation that it was not just a dream. It was real because when I saw everything from outside the glass after flying around, I looked up and I saw I saw that waterfall scene show. And I somehow actually heard the music from it. I don't know how that happened. It just did. And it, it was pretty profound when that happened. I wonder if it was set on one of those um, relaxing channels. It was. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. I can't find it on any of my networks. I don't know where to look, but it was definitely in the hospital and necessary for a hospital type thing. Yeah. I never thought about ghosts watching TV before, but I bet they do. <laughs> huh? I never thought about ghosts exactly. watching TV before, but I bet they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that either. So how yeah. does it feel knowing that, I mean, I call it that. Maybe you wouldn't. Like, when I drawn when I was little, and I was running around like you, flying around, I just, like, I was a ghost kid. Do you feel like you were a ghost? Yeah. Actually, I kind of did. I, I didn't think about it like that. Uh <laughs> After the fact, I thought I was like the dude on Big Lebowski. <laughs> I shouldn't joke like that, really, but That's I love right. that movie. <laughs> and, you know, well, yeah, it, after that, I, I was real nice to the nurses. And, you know, I thought about a lot of things. And yeah, I'm a devout Christian, and I wasn't living right. So I didn't know where I was going. And I started praying a lot more. I read the Bible every morning before I get up, and that's it hasn't been one morning that went by since I got out of the hospital. <laughs> I didn't read the Bible and pray in the morning before I get on social media or anything, and that has really changed my life significantly. I got more peace. Um, you know, there's still times that aren't good. That's that's normal. I, I was very depressed before all this happened. And when I when I came back from it, my depression was totally healed, totally gone. I had no more depression. Awesome. I've had a couple times, you know, recently in the last two months or whatever, that I got a little low. But I think that was circumstantial. <laughs> I didn't get the right gigs, and I got canceled and stuff like that. But these are normal things that happen in life. You know, it's right. not a big deal. And I also got another one that that opened up, so even a better one. So that all those things, they happened. 
I've had some really profound dreams since then that were really good ones, not bad ones, but good ones. And uh, yeah, actually, I would like to share this one. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I thought it had something to do with some things. It was something that was kind of getting to me. But uh, it was similar to the movie on the shack where where he, you know, he's walking through the, the woods and then it gets real colorful and then he comes to a house and all that. And it was kind of like that. I'm walking through this gardeny, colorful, flowerful looking, beautiful looking woods. And I come to this house that looks like, like, like a garden center, but out in the woods type. And it looks like they were selling stuff. And downstairs, they were selling all this, like a garden center type stuff, flower arrangements and everything. And everything was real pretty and rustic looking, an old cabin looking place, but it was looked like a little garden center store. And then somebody said, oh, you need to go upstairs. Uh, so I said, what's upstairs? Oh, I'll just go upstairs. You'll see. So I go upstairs and it's just like this, <laughs> there's like this cafe place with people drinking these fruity looking drinks and and outside and it was like an upper level to a different i don't know a different garden and, and there was a patio deck and somebody was playing music there i couldn't hear and so i pulled up a, a stool and was just sitting there and i was looking at everything and like there was a it there was like a deck and it backed up to another wooded area with was just you know flowers and pretty stuff everywhere and somebody comes up to me, comes up to me and said, "You're John Darren Coleman music, aren't you?" Because <laughs> that's my music page, and <laughs> that's what I call my music uh, gig thing. And uh, I said, "Yeah." He said, "Oh, well, you'll be playing here soon." <laughs> I said, "Okay, that's great." And then something came over. I said, "I said to myself, you know what? I was here a year ago." I was like, well, so I don't know how that happened, but that was just. It's one of those weird dreams and like it was it was pretty pretty profound and uh that was happening when i was kind of at a low point because something that happened with a, a certain gig that i wanted and um i'm trying to get going with playing music a lot and it's going pretty well actually but um yeah um also since the nde that happened to me i'm you know working on forgiving everybody that I need to forgive. So that's been a step-by-step -step process. So I think about the model prayer, you know, our father who art in heaven, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I think that's pretty important, <laughs> but it's not as easy as, as it seems, you know, it's not always easy, but it's possible. And when you think about all the goodness, you know, I, I think lately it's getting easier. So, yeah. What do you think caused the change? Is it knowing that you were able to come back or just being on the other side and now you're back? I mean, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that. It, a lot of it is because when it happened, I felt like I didn't have anything to bring that I have the rest of my life, however long it is. I don't know how long it is, but I want to do enough good and i know it's not about what we do that's good as far as that goes but i want to have some things that i can be accounted for that would be good as opposed to all the bad i've done <laughs> and all the you know the negative thoughts and all the hate and all the fighting and the anger and all that stuff it's you know it's it's not necessary um yeah <laughs> did it make you think about like how you're going to be remembered Exactly that too. How I remembered. Um, also, um, I know you've been talking a lot about um, the New Agers and the Christians that have NDEs. Um, I've seen a lot of both sides growing up. I don't know if I'd want to get into all that. I've seen a lot of bad uh, stuff. Uh, <laughs> Uh, grown. <laughs> I don't know where we're probably going to talk about that, but um, 
I know that there, and I've heard about people who have had NDEs that have actually gone to the wrong place and they come back and they talk about that. And there's a lot of people that come back, which I don't quite understand, but I'm, I'm trying to learn to understand people that, that go this and they don't have no belief or faith in God. A lot of them come back and they learn to know about God and Jesus and all that. But then a lot of them that do come back and are into the new age stuff. I don't quite understand that. I'm trying to understand that. And I'm not, I'm not like some people who would put those people off. Um, I'm still open to hear their side and I'm not going to shun them or, or anything like that just because they believe in something different that way. So that's, I don't think that's helping anything. It's just like, you know, you were talking about with the lady that does the singing. I watched that one yesterday, but um, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. I yeah. I, I'm sorry. What was that last I think part? it's important to have peace, peace with different people, you know, not argue. That's not going to get anywhere. Right. You know, it's not going to help anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't entirely understand it either. Any kind of conclusion I'm coming to lately is that they call what they experienced one thing and Christians call it another. Like, but we're all talking about the same thing. You know, I say, okay, you heard a voice over there and it told you this and this. And then you come back and you are like teaching people, you know, like what you learned. But who was that? Who was that voice? Like, they don't. Yeah. They don't seem to me like they put a lot of time and effort into what was that voice? What was that realm? What was um, the reason I come back or healed or that Christians do? We assign a lot of meaning to that voice and that place. And we assign the names of you know God, Jesus, angels and things. But and then I listen to them. And I'm not hearing the significance given to that, that we give it. They're giving it more of, therefore, they think they are God. They, therefore, they think they can manifest. Therefore, they have psychic powers. It seems like it's more, I want to say narcissistic. You know, it's more about them than him. It's kind of my take on it yeah. at this moment. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, we hope that they'll, you know, come to. And but I, and then I think about the other part of it. I hear a lot of them talk about this, the silver cord that is spoken about in Scripture. I still believe in Scripture. I mean, I totally believe in Scripture. Um, a lot of them, a lot of people who have the NDEs, and I don't want to label anybody, and, you know, but anyway, yeah, a lot of them, uh, they talk about the silver cord, but don't realize that once that silver cord's loose, that's the time where we can't come back. We're there. And then, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like I say, uh, there's, I've listened to some who have had the negative NDEs, who have went to a place of torment and, and actually was able to come back from it. They're right. the ones who usually turn Christian right away. <laughs> right. And then I asked the New Agers about that. I said, well, what about those? Because you're talking about really? reincarnation and there's no judgment. Well, what do you say to the ones that say they went to hell? You know, yeah. Crickets, I, they I, don't know. You know. I'm not going to say that I believe in reincarnation, but I've heard that the early Christians actually believed in reincarnation. I haven't looked into that or studied it yet. Um but what if, as a lot of us who have had NDEs found out things that we didn't think we were going to find out, we thought that once you die, it's just like the scripture says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Well, I didn't even enter into the place of going through the tunnel and feeling the love. I felt peace, but I didn't feel that love. I kind of wish I did, but. I know by faith it's going to happen. It's going to happen when it happens. You know, <laughs> I like yeah. to say that uh, before I might have been a substance abuser, but now I'm a substance abuser because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
So have you cut back or stopped the substance abuse? How's that going? Oh, I haven't. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking about that. I'm talking about being faith is the substance. Okay. Um, no, I don't smoke any. I, I haven't picked up weed since, since I went to the hospital, and I don't plan on it, even if it becomes legal. Even what if about I go the, to, to Colorado. How's the drinking go going? Drinking, I don't really have a problem with. I can drink one or two beers and stop, and I associate with friends. Um, I'm kind of wondering if God wants me to stop, and I'm kind of weighing that out. And if. But you're not happens, doing the 10 I, or 15 or whatever you said. Oh, like you no, were. I drink like one or two or three, and that's it. Because I'm not trying to take a chance on drinking and driving. I don't drink heavy alcohol beers. Um, so, no. Um, and I don't drink every day. And I don't drink if I'm upset. I don't drink if I'm mad. I only, if I'm in a good mood and if I worked hard or whatever, I'm, you know, I'll have a beer or two. But um, um, I think I'm okay with that. So, you if saw I'm a lot of darkness? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was all dark. Yeah, it was all darkness. I mean, Other... it was it was like the middle of the night. It was the middle of the night when it happened. But when I came back into the hospital, even where the doc doctors and nurses were sitting is where I kind of flew into. And I was looking at this through the glass screen. Um, I saw their whole station, like the lights out and them just sitting in the dark. So that. That concerned me because I know and knew that doctors and nurses don't sit in the dark in the middle of the night, no matter what. I know that the lights are on all the time. <laughs> so that concerned me. And I, like I say, when, when I heard, do you want to go now or do you want to go back? It frightened me a little bit. I didn't feel fear, but it was like alertness in my mind or whatever that if I go now, I'm not sure where I'm going. Um, I was raised Baptocostal, I would say. My mother's side was Pentecostal. A lot of the churches that I went to were Pentecostal. I was raised on my father's side, Baptist. So there's that security of salvation thing. But just from what I read in scripture, I don't really believe that. I believe it says if you continue in, and I wasn't continuing in the faith at the time. I was doing what I wanted to do all the time. And I was isolating, you know, I was... I was still working and paying bills, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really taking, I wasn't being there for my family. And that bothered me too. That bothered me, bothered me a lot. And since then, um, I got to take my, <laughs> but I can get choked up. I took my boy deer hunting. He got his first deer. So yeah, that made up for a good bit. Well, I'm glad you got this second chance. I'm glad you're here with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad of all this. What did you think about that dream saying you'll be playing with us soon, playing music with them soon? What did you make of that? Oh, that's another thing. You know, we learn so much by listening to everybody else's NDEs, and it's great, and I love it. It's like it's like a club. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, you do this. I think it's great what you're doing. But um, the thing where you hear that time is different in heaven, and I know that it is, it's obvious. There's eternity in heaven, in time there, in time here. And I've been saying to myself, okay, if things get hard, just tell myself, it's only going to be a minute. Because compared to eternity and the time that we have here, it's going to be so fast. It's only going to be like a minute, literally. <laughs> That's true. So when when that happened, yeah, when that happened, it was like, uh, I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't worry about where I get gigs and just do music the best I can. They'll come. And knowing that I will be playing music there one day, and it'll be awesome. I believed, and I still believe that, that that's going to happen one day. That That's where I'm going. <laughs> Maybe you'll get to play Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you know, a Freddie Mercury fan? <laughs> no, 
Not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was a great singer, but uh, more like Rand Randy Rhodes <laughs> or Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. Okay. <laughs> Who else? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It'll be great. I'll tell you who I'd like to see as far as a musician would be Keith Green. Really? You know, I think he died because he was, I think he died because he was living such a sanctified life. That's what I think. I think he got taken home. I think some people get taken home early because they've reached a level of sanctification. The Lord wants them up there and not here. Only the good die young? Theory about <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's been my theory about why Keith Green had his plane crash and i like his music it'd be cool to hear him up there <laughs> so what do you think like do you go back like where you were over like you don't know if it was a truck if it was ambulance but that place where that happened at do you ever like drive by there and think i was just flying through here and this is weird feeling oh yeah i don't drive by there but i i know that area and that's another thing. Nothing has changed on the landscape. <laughs> Never will. It's like the backside of GBMC Hospital. And then on the other side of that, there's a, there's a, like a uh, psychiatric hospital. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like the outback and, and everything. And it, that's where I was riding, flying around, riding around in the back of the truck and then i took off from the truck and flew up into the sky and like wow that was so much fun <laughs> it was fun was that all dark it was dark outside it was the middle of the night okay and when i was up there flying around the sky i looked down and i saw the lights in the city like everything was real small just like like being in an airplane but i wasn't in an airplane i was the airplane did you get as high as the stars? Yeah. No, I didn't get as high as the stars. I would say I might have been a little bit below the clouds, almost okay. to the clouds. But it was high enough to where everything I saw below was the lights were small and everything. But I saw the lights below me from everything being lit up, like the city and everything. Besides that and besides looking in through the window at the staff, do you remember anything else you saw? No, I don't. I remember walking through the door and not opening it up to get to back to my bed. I remember that. And it was just like a ghost walking through a door. It's just walking through the door. It was, it was pretty profound. <laughs> yeah. You remember what you were thinking? Like what in the world? Or was you just like comfortable with it? I wasn't thinking from the time that I was outside the glass and having the conversation with either God or the angel, whatever, whoever. And it's another thing. I look back and I think maybe I should have asked some questions because I hear other people who <laughs> carry conversations and ask questions. The questions got answered. If I would have said, well, if I go, where do you mean? Where am I going? <laughs> I, I was afraid to ask that question because I was afraid that I would have been taken away like shoot like that or something that concerned me. I had that. I had that thought that if I were to ask that question, it might have been the wrong thing to ask. <laughs> so I just went with, you know, which is saying what I said. And then from there, when I walked back into my, it was just, I guess I was taken because I walked and then I walked back and got back into my body and then, I came too because I didn't want to, I was afraid to lay there asleep. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I, I laid up and I watched, watched that show all night long until, until the sun came up. When you came to, did you have full memory of all this or did you push it away? Yes, I did. I did. I had memory like, wow, that was awesome. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why that happened, but I know that it happened and wow. Oh, another thing. See, this, yeah, the memory comes back a little bit here and there. The whole time that I was in the hospital, when I was in there, something was saying to my spirit, and I could hear it. It was something was saying, this is all happening for a reason, and everything's going to be all right. And somehow, even some nurse came into my uh, room and, and actually said that. 
this is all happening for a reason and everything's going to be all right. <laughs> but you heard that so, on the other side first? Yeah, I heard like, no, not while I was out and okay. flying around or anything. This while I was laying in, in my hospital oh, okay. bed. Huh. I think it was after I came back. And um, I remember hearing that. And it's just it's something that was like into my conscience that this is all for a reason and everything's going to be all right. And I heard it like a couple times. And then when the nurse said it, I'm like, okay, that's confirmation right there. It's, it's true. It's all happening for a reason and everything's going to be all right. I think it was, you know, a lot of things in my life that needed to be worked out. And so it really was a second chance, literally was a second chance. Do you remember the first person you told about this? I think it, I might've said something to a nurse. I might've said something to my wife, but I said, I died. And they said, they said that I, that I didn't die, that they were watching me on the monitor and nothing happened. But I disagree with them. Either I died or I did, you know, either way I flew out of my body and came back and that absolutely happened because like I say, I was, I saw that show from the outside and when I came to, I watched it for the rest of the evening and I'm like, wow. And the doctor told so, you yeah. you should have died. Yeah. The doctor said, uh, told me several times that, uh, it was pretty much a miracle that I got through all of that. Yeah. What did your wife think and about all this? I'm not sure. I <laughs> think she believed me. I think maybe she doesn't believe me. I think she's not too sure. Um, but that's okay. You know, she knows I'm a pretty spiritual person. So, uh, very much so. So I, I think she probably believes me more than not. Had you heard of near-death experience before this? Oh, that's another thing, and that's really cool. Um, No, I just spoke into my phone, Google. I just died and came back, and then it came up. NDE. I'm like, well, what's the NDE? That's awesome. Near-death experience. And then the first one I saw was Rabbi Alan Anava, and that was a really good story, and, and he's got a show, too. I don't watch it a whole lot, but I, I liked his first story. And then I found out about IANS and I didn't have any idea that so many other people go through this and has gone through this and that it's happened for years. I mean, I might have heard about it here and there, but I, I never heard about it the way we hear about it <laughs> through all the NDEs and through your program and, and IANS. And I really like my IANS group. I, you know, I don't care if, if a lot of them are, new age that doesn't bother me i like talking to them i'm glad you I like it we can learn a lot we will learn a lot from each other so i'm totally not against those people uh you know yeah i'm glad you have that i can't i can't change their minds you know and they can't change mine but i don't have to be at odds with them over that and i don't want to be and they don't try, try to, to do they like, they don't argue with your yeah, no, christian no. views that's good no, everything's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good thing. I love that. So I hope I, I hear hope more of that. Stay that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, I know I know a lot of Christians don't, you know, don't think that we should interact. But I I don't believe that. That's that's not what Jesus did. <laughs> you know, that's not the right thing to do. You can't make friends that way. I like making friends. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's uh, prejudice, prejudice on both sides. <laughs> so I, yeah. I get prejudice yeah. from New Age. I get prejudice from Christian. So yeah. I keep saying jokers yeah. on the left of me. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> um, the left of me, jokers yeah, the left there you go. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Here I am stuck <laughs> in the middle with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think what else? Uh, yeah, it was. And then after that, I was nice to the nurses and everything. And as much as I could, I had problem with one doctor that seemed so cold and she still abused me. She stuck the scope down my, down my throat with, you know, not trying to be gentle. She did it. And it was like, she did it on purpose. She just, she didn't like me. I didn't like her, but, um, you know, I had to forgive her too. And, uh, and I did. 
I'm, I'm learning, learning how to do that. And that's the main thing. I think have that's you, the most important thing. Have you heard Ian McCormick's story? Uh, uh, he's got I a mo so. movie about uh, Perfect Wave is the name of the movie that's out. I watch it on Pure Flex, but he's on my, um, you might find him. He's on, I interviewed him before. Ian McCormick. Um, it made me think of him Ian when McCormick. you said Ian, I-A-N, Ian McCormick. Uh, he's okay. from Australia. Uh, he had to forgive. He was told to forgive when he was in the middle of his near-death experience to forgive the was people. The, yeah, was that the guy that was... The Invisible? No, was was the guy was from England. The guy with the, the blonde hair and played guitar yeah. and stuff. Um, he had blonde hair. He was a surfer. And, okay, it's a different one. Okay, he was bit by something they call Invisible when he was surfing at night and i guess one sting will kill you and i think he was stung five times and he woke up in the morgue with a tag on his toe and and wow. but before he came back and he wasn't christian at all and his mom was and but so he wanted to come back because he was he knew his mom his mom would think that he didn't go to heaven and he did and he didn't want his mom wow. to think that he didn't go to heaven so he decided he wanted to come back but he was told during his NDE to forgive these people and, and these people and because there's people that wouldn't help him. They thought he was a drug addict and wouldn't help him try to oh. get to the hospital. And he was really upset with them. They I was laughing at him out. and stuff. And he was in horrible pain. And he wow. just wanted to hit him and he couldn't. And he was told to forgive him. It made me think of that when you said that, you know, trying to learn to forgive. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, at first I thought you were talking about the guy from England. He said he was a seer and a, and a helper and a healer, not a helper. But, yeah, I remember, I remember hearing that one. Uh, kind of looked like a rock star. He said he played guitar. I thought that one was pretty Oh, cool. Raymond. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Raymond's awesome, I too. I'll, I'll have them both, yeah. Ian and Raymond. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Raymond's so That's fascinating, so isn't he? It's fascinating. Definitely fascinating. Yeah. 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 His yeah, health isn't good either. Huh? Uh, his health is not good now? No, he's got to go in and have another surgery on his heart. And he's he's oh, okay. DNR. He says, I don't want to come back. But he, he's a, he'll have the surgery, but he, something goes wrong, he don't want to come back. So. Yeah. Wow. So, but like you said, you know... Um, eternity's a long time, <laughs> so I don't think we should yeah, get in a hurry. Yeah, I'm not in a hurry. I'm just, you know, I'm going to try to start getting healthier so I can do more and live longer. I don't know how long I got. None of us do. <laughs> I just, you know, trying to find maybe even a possible career change, but I'll still stick to music because I know I'm supposed to do that, but uh i do tree work and i'm getting kind of sore and beat up from it <laughs> oh yeah so, that's hard work but i like it you know i'm, I'm gonna do it for now until i figure out whatever well i pray you get but, some good yeah. gigs so you can just play your music and enjoy yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want to do that's what i'm working on learn more music and more what i can do the better you know Music is a good thing, you know, it really helps people along and helps, it heals people. I believe it heals people's souls, even if they're just, even if it's just for a minute. I mean, it helps people along. and that's, It does. And I like it, you know, when I can go and play some music and somebody feels better from it. You know, one way or another, if we're just happy, if they reminisce from it, you know. Um, I don't play any real heavy music that would make anybody angry or if i play too loud they might get a little angry i've been told to turn down in the restaurant before but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> well i envy you with that i would love to be able to have that talent i have no talent i've got my grandkids piano um <clears throat> drums uh guitar uh, karaoke machines all kinds of headset you know try to encourage the music but they're into sports right now so 
Yeah. Well, like like I say, my my ND, he was not as in depth as a lot of other people. Most other people went a lot further. I think mine was just to to show me a lesson, you know, to let me know that things aren't as bad as as I thought they were. And, you know, kind of like something to latch on to, to, you know, get from here to there. Um, I, I think we're all given exactly thing. what we need. That's another thing. You know, I hear that a lot, that in the NDEs, we're given exactly what we need for us. And, um, yeah, it, it really gives me something to latch on to. And I'm really grateful for it. It was, I didn't know how I was going to recover for it from it. I thought I was going to lose everything because I had to take a whole month off and I wasn't doing good at the moment, but things really did turn around. I'm actually doing pretty okay. Good. <laughs> you know, I'm, in. I'm selling plenty of work and music's happening and I'm, I've never really been happy, but I'm kind of happy now. Life is good. Getting along with my family. Everything's good. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And it's been consistent. It's been consistent before. Things were never consistent. And so, yeah, things are good. Awesome. Like I say, it, was, it wasn't as in-depth as a lot of other people's were. And I enjoy hearing other people's. That Sometimes I might watch the NDEs on, on YouTube channel or on facebook or whatever through ians than watching anything that I, else that i have on the fire stick all the other channels <laughs> doesn't it really encourage me yeah, it's nice and you know the ones that have the really in-depth you know that's great to listen to but oftentimes yeah. those kind of people i'll ask you know about the changes in their life afterwards and i'm not hearing a whole lot where yours dramatically changed your life yeah. so I guess yeah. it's what you do with it too is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. As yeah I always say, mine was, huh? Mine was a wake up call, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, I always say they NDEs remind me of Christmas presents, and God gives us the exact gift designed just for us and what we need, what He knows we need to use it for. You know, like you you get your different kids different things because, you know, this one's involved in this. This one's interested in that. And it'll help their growth. But it seems like when it comes to NDEs with God's infinite wisdom, we're given something we couldn't even imagine that we needed and how it would it's going to play yeah. out in our life for years to come. This yeah, is my definitely. thinking. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been so nice. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Not really. I'm sitting here trying to think. Okay. I think I pretty much covered covered things. Um, yeah, I just I, I have a lot more peace. I don't, you know, get my mad going down the road like I used to. <laughs> I had a big <laughs> problem with road rage and getting angry. A lot of things that just didn't work out. You know, I used to be impatient. Oh, get out of my way! I got a job to do. I'm on a mission. Kind of attitude and things have really changed it's not just an nde but it's you know i i attribute a lot of it to spending time in scripture and prayer i don't i have a church but i don't really go to church that much i don't i would like to go to a church but i don't know where to go um the church that i do go to is kind of far but um you know i've been friends with with that pastor and the family there for for quite a few years and he married me and my wife and everything um but um it's, it's kind of far and as far as you know maybe going to a church and trying to help there eventually i would like to but i actually don't know how to find one and they're all over that's what i don't understand how would you like to help uh either a homeless ministry or an elderly elderly ministry or well of course music but um you know maybe I'd you like could play in nursing something, homes something, yeah yeah i thought about that 
I thought about that and learned some old people's music. I got a friend who's a chaplain and he does that. He lives up in New York and he does that. And he's mentioned it to me a few times. To so, play your music in a nursing home? Yeah, Is that what you mean? I, I learned some old music, some some stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I've been working on the El Everly Brothers song, but maybe some Elvis and some older stuff. And, of course, some hymns. I love hymns. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the new praise and worship stuff. I like, you know, I like old hymns. I guess I'm old fashioned, but, um, I mean, I know a lot of it and I've played a lot of it. I've been a worship leader in church, but, um, you know, I might go back to that one day and I've wow. been working on a, a gospel recording for years and I'd like to finish that. So I'll see where that goes. Maybe that'll go somewhere. I mean, it'll help because it's, a a sort of inherited a song. <clears throat> that the my great great grandmother written and somehow the the founder of country music his name is Ernest Stoneman or Stonehill or Stoneman he recorded it in the early 1900s and I recorded it in the studio and all I have to do is put one more track down and it's finished so I'd like to go back and finish that it's a it's a really good song it's called No More Goodbyes um and it's about, you know, it's about what heaven's like and that there's going to be no more goodbyes when we get there. So it's almost like, you know, the song, the hymn that says we'll meet on that that uh, beautiful shore. The same type of song. Would you like but, to sing something? Yeah. Or play something? Uh, not right now. I don't have my guitar. <laughs> well, if you decide well, you do, I'm happy to, I'd be happy to have you come on. <laughs> That's okay. I could probably think about doing that another time, though. Okay. Well, anytime you want to do that, let me know. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I would like to find a place that I can help out. As far as that, maybe I will eventually. I'm sure I will. You know. That yeah. Our steps are ordered, and each day's a new day. So who knows what's going to happen the next day or the next day after that? You know, well, that's how things seem to happen, you know. Well, I hope you come back on again sometime and update us what you're doing. I'd love to know. Well, that'd be great. I, I appreciate that. I would like to do that. Yeah. Give us some time and then. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, hey, yeah, remember that? And I'll look what we got now. It's going great. That'd be cool. So, yeah, that's a good possibility. <laughs> okay. Well, best of luck to you. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me share my story here, and yeah, uh, I hope people like it. <laughs> I appreciate Enjoy you coming it. on and sharing it with me and with everyone. I appreciate okay. you doing that. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Bye-bye.